Welcome back to another edition of Never Hedge. I'm your host, Christian, here as always with my co-host, Shane, our editor, Brian, our meme guy, Halbert. Let's get right into it with Monday Night Football tonight. We'll follow that up with a little Heisman update, a recap from last week's episode, our bad beats, stock up, stock down, you're canceled, and what was the dumbest thing you bet on this week? All that and more, let's do it to it. Brian, theme song time. Um, we all know Rome wasn't built in one day. Rome wasn't built in one day. Rome, 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 Rome wasn't built in one day. At the end of the day, you got to go out there and you got to play. All right, before we get to Monday Night Football, let's just do a brief recap of Thursday night because when you sweep the board, you got to acknowledge it. Shane, tell them what we did. So we had a, started off with a nice little 30-1 to 1 touchdown prop, first touchdown prop. Jared Goff, he sneaks it in from the half-yard line. We even had Acres. They tried to give it to Acres twice, and he failed both times. And then he came out, and I was like, oh, my gosh, Daryl Henderson or whoever is going to punch this in after our guy did all the work. But they throw a pass that didn't work, and then our beautiful boy, Jared Goff, sneaks it in 30-1, to 1, starting off bang. the night with a bang. And then I got even more better. It got mo better. You had the Rams, dominated the Patriots, much to your chagrin also as a extreme Cam Newton stand. Dude, and I then- was going back and forth on that one too. Finally, just continued with what I said. Just believed in the Rams, roll with the Rams, got got home, keep going. Their defense is for real. They're, they're, them as a team is for are for real because that was kind of like a big test, I believe, as far as Jared Goff, getting schemed like really against a really good defensive minded coach such as Bill Belichick. And he did give us his couple Jared Goff moments, but we also had the under. So we like Jared Goff when he can cover, but not be good enough to just go way over the total. Jared Goff is perfect in that scenario. Come playoff time. Avoid. At all costs, avoid Jerry Goff. I don't trust him, but I trust him in the regular season. Okay, Monday Night Football, Baltimore-Cleveland, Cleveland plus three. Shane, I'm going to let you start here, but I have a really strong take on this game. All right, fire it away. I'll go lukewarm here for a minute before you get the podcast juices flowing with hot takes. I absolutely love the Browns plus three here. And it's tough because I know I'm overvaluing Cleveland's win over Tennessee last week. I get that, but we've seen enough Baltimore on primetime the last couple months. I just don't I don't trust the offense. Lamar can look so good and so bad within minutes of of each other. I Baker's playing the best football we've ever seen him play. It's been nearly two months since he's thrown an interception. Uh, the Browns have won four straight, and granted, a few of those are the first three of those wins. Not that impressive, but going into Tennessee and whooping that ass. I mean, final score is 41 to 35. It wasn't that close. Uh, I just love the Browns at home as dogs here. I'm I'm taking the Browns plus three. I'm sprinkling the money line. Not even sprinkling. I'm I'm on the money line. This is my f- like favorite primetime bet in a long time. So you're not sprinkling, you're bathing. You're bathing on money yes, line. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. So on the other side of you there, I'm not going to bet the Ravens, but Baker, he's obviously he's coming off the monster game. And, but unfortunately that's kind of what you expect. Well, I expected him to do 
against that Titans awful defense. I think that was kind of a, I was watching that game pretty, I was pretty interested in it because that was, that was my Baker eye test. If Baker cannot move the ball down the field easily on this Titans defense, that's 30th and pass DVOA and 28th in total defensive DVOA. He was about to get canceled himself, but he did not do that. He did pass the eye test and now Baker's riding around feeling dangerous. I don't know if it's just in my mind, but I feel like he always does this. Like he has these bad games. He's like depressed, then has a good game. And then he comes out like <laughs> riding as high as possibly can. And then bam, the commercial out, you know, the Fayetteville police just... department just tackles him right then and there. And I don't know, but yeah, the Ravens team, I, they were my stock by, I was, I was buying all their stock earlier a couple weeks ago, just because of how it looked like they were going to get healthy again. And then they got to face the Cowboys, obviously a get right spot, but they're still not as healthy as I'd like them to be. Calais Campbell doesn't look like he's going to be playing. So I, I definitely couldn't lay three here. So I will watch your Browns plus three with much interest because I also want the Ravens to win by like one or two now so that it's a weird my line. futures can look better. This is this is a must win or can't lose. I'm I'm trying to decide if it's a must win or can't lose here for the Ravens. It's a massive spot for Baltimore. Either way though, I just I trust the like Cleveland's ability to run the ball. I I'm going to trust Baker because he hasn't let me down. He hasn't thrown a pick in fucking two months. So I love Cleveland plus three here. Uh first CDs, let's just stay on the Baker trail. Forty four to one. I'll take any quarterback in 44 to 1. And Baker's, you know, he's shifty. We could get a sneak there, whatever. I, I don't have a great um, first TD feel here. There's not a whole lot of value on Cleveland unless you want to go. Like, obviously, Hunt and Chubb are probably the overwhelming favorites there. And my other one, I got Gus Edwards 10 to 1. And that is purely because I've been riding the Gus Edwards first TD train all year, haven't hit. So I'm just going to keep going back to the, like to that well until I get something. Yeah, I do not. I'm not the biggest fan of the Ravens' first touchdowns. Like last week we saw Lamb Jack just bust like a 40-yarder on fourth and short. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, you're basically always just dodging a, a touchdown, a rushing touchdown from him is what it seems like. But I am going with Willie Sneed, 16-1. to he does lead Boy. the team in red zone targets now that Mark Andrews will not be partaking. And he leads the team in receiving touchdowns as well. So if I'm just taking an outside shot, I'm going to take Willie Sneed 16 to 1. And I think that's about it so far. There's just. Well, wait, Shane, I think you uh, you made some money for Neverheads listeners on Sneed already this year, didn't you? Yeah, it was on Willie Sneed. And actually, Mark Andrews is is in the lineup, so that was dumb. But I still am going to take our guy, Willie Sneed, 16-1. to 1. It's his money anyways, so. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true. Let's go, let's just do like a quick Heisman update. So kind of felt like a two-horse race going into this weekend. And with Trask losing... And he played well. I mean, two bad interceptions that ultimately cost him the game. One return for a touchdown. 
But I think he wound up having, what, five or four, two on the ground, put up crazy amount of yards. And earlier in the day, we were kind of looking at Mac Jones's performance and thinking like, ooh, this is like a huge opportunity for Trask to take a step forward. And uh, Shane, as you were talking about before we started recording, a new name has entered the mix here. Yeah, Devontae Smith, I saw on DraftKings today, was down to two to one, which was concerning for a <laughs> Mac Jones Heisman ticket holder. And I mean, you could kind of see the writing on the wall for this to start to happen just off of his huge first half last week against LSU. And then just kind of a, I mean, it wasn't, Mac Jones didn't have to have a good performance today against Arkansas or Saturday against Arkansas. And even Devontae didn't, but he did run a punt return back for touchdown. As soon as I saw that, I was like very mad that Arkansas let that happen because that first, that first quarter was looking good, man. You know, we'll talk about that game a little bit. I guess we can get into it right now. Yeah, we'll go right into college football. Yeah, so, you know that dumb part of your fan brain that's like gets unrealistic for a minute? So, Arkansas starts Alabama. They they hold them to a field goal to start the game. And then they drive down the field immediately and like get inside the 10. And you're just kind of like, oh, but what if? What if it did happen? And then they kick the field goal inside the 10. And that was kind of just like the awakening, like, you're not going to kick field goals against Alabama and win. Yeah. And that would be the last points that Arkansas scored, which unfortunately I had the over there. We talked about it on the pod. I thought Arkansas was going to be able to do their part. They did not. And it was just, it was never really close. There's a couple turnovers from Alabama in the red zone that maybe could have gotten it there, but you can't get over 68 when one team scores three generally. That seems hard to do. So, Well, hey, Shane, I'm going to do you one better because I gave our listeners for my first college football play. I told them to bet on Missouri, which, you know, hindsight's 50-50, as Cam Newton would say, but that was brutal. 36-point loss, we had them plus 13. Never, never stood a fucking chance. So I'll wear that one. Just a misread. I put a little too much faith in our boy Larry Roundtree in the second, but hey, it's done. And Shane, everything after that, it was all fucking good stuff from there. Uh, my second play, I gave you LSU Florida over 67 points. We had some help from the LSU defense. I told you LSU was going to score 28 points in that game. I didn't think they'd go over that. They did. I thought Florida would, Florida would do most of the heavy lifting here. We got there. A little bit of a sweat, but easy cover. We got into the 70s. Just a weird, weird game. But an over's an over. That was one of the more weird, entertaining, like, peak college football games imaginable. With shoes flying. The shoes were flying. I can't believe. I think we're getting into that later. Yeah. But on the other side of your Missouri plus 13, I did have the over there. And not much thanks to your Missouri Tigers. But this offense under JT Daniels is a complete breath of fresh air as far as compared to the old offense goes. Even if he's not like breaking down the box scores, it's just refreshing to have a quarterback that can make NFL throws that'll open up the run game. 
I mean, he was 16 to 27, very modest, three touchdowns, zero interceptions. But when you know that when you have to respect the passing game, it just opens up so much. White and Edwards both were over 100 yards rushing. So they dominated Missouri and got there easily 49 to 14. So, well, speaking of former or current USC quarterbacks, let's move over to a college football bad beat. Shane, we kind of broke one of the cardinal rules in this house. There's a lot of rules in this house, but one of them is you just, we, we're not betting on USC anymore. We don't trust Clay Helton. Needless to say, both Shane and I went back to the well. We didn't discuss it, but we both took USC minus three on Saturday. A game that we posted on social laughing at ourselves for taking them. Down 28-10 in the third quarter. Down 38-36 with, what, 30 seconds left, no timeouts, eighty or 75 yards to go, and USC covers. I... That was retribution for everything they've put us through this season. Maybe we earned that one, but my lord, if you're holding a US or UCLA plus three and a half ticket, I feel for you. Yeah, you're covering the entire game except for the final 16 seconds, and Ugh. we we look like the biggest idiots on planet Earth because. We bet USC at the beginning of the season, did not bet them when they were dominating and lighting up Washington. And then they come into UCLA, like, oh, this is a perfect spot. I actually got a good number. I bet two and a half. It closes three and a half. And then look dead the entire game. But then this is a keyed on podcast. We stand you. We got to steal there. I don't know what else to say. I took some live numbers too, because, you know, in their previous, you know, like the first two games, they came miraculously back on, uh, just Shane, you can't resist. I mean, I can't. I can't resist. I, you were on team total. You were on the spread. You were dipping back in for the second half. You just Keaton Slovis is your fucking boy. Yeah, I think my time in Southern California just turned me into a. I'm a USC stan as well now. They're my. They're my West Coast team. Dude, the craziest stat I saw. I. I think it's the first time they started five and zero in fourteen years, which. It does not feel like the USC dynasty <laughs> is that far off, but sure enough. Uh, let's go back to our NFL plays, though, for our recap before we move on. I gave you Cowboys minus three. Loved it. Mostly just betting against your boy, Brandon Allen, former Arkansas Razorback. Cowboys raced out to a 17 nothing lead. Never in doubt. Boys rolled. Let's go. Hit it. So my podcast picks nfl against the spread we went 1-0 and 1 well it wasn't against the spread we had the packers team total over 31 and it looked like it was going to be an easy one they were flying in the first half they kind of or at the beginning of the first half they kind of slowed down i think they only ended up with 14 in the first half but they only punted four times and a couple of those were late in the game when they were just being too conservative once was from the 39 they averaged 8.6 yards per attempt in the air. So Rodgers was dealing, but they just, you know, they got too far up. The score doesn't really look at it if you just see the score now. But like we said, there's no back door that's like too open for the Detroit Lions. It wasn't even oh, Matt dude. Stafford. <sighs> Terrifying. Was, Chase Daniel was in there at the end of the game. Uh, I guess Stafford got hit in the ribs or something. So he got taken out. And then the most legendary backup quarterback of all time comes in. Sneaks in the back door. Did you have live numbers or something? Or did you, yeah, did you, so did I you, took you uh, 
I took the Packers. It was tied at halftime. I took the Packers minus five and a half second half. Uh, they're up ten with you know two minutes to go. Third and goal from the four yard line, and Chase Daniel rolls right, scrambles, dives into the end zone, scores, gets called back on a holding call. Packer or incompletion on the next play. Obviously, the Lions, like, you need a field goal and a touchdown. So they kick there. Packers wind up winning by seven. We cover, but that was stressful as fuck. Yeah. Shout out to Chase Daniel. Five career starts, seven career touchdowns, $34 million in the bank because of it. Unbelievable. That's, that's the American dream. Like, <laughs> I, I just don't know how. It's kind of inexplicable, but props to you. All right, my second NFL play. Absolutely loved it. The Bills at home, Sunday Night Football. The game is going on right in front of us. Bills are up 26 to 15. They just intercepted Big Ben. Uh, we've got seven minutes left in the game. I'm feeling good. I'd love a nice little field goal drive here. Just really kind of put it away because, well, no, we're up by 11. We're, we're in good shape. What could possibly go wrong? Either way, we'll check on that later. Let's go to uh, your final NFL play for the weekend, Shane. Yeah, so I just all the all the teasers that I talked about came through the Chargers, the Chiefs, Bucks, Titans, just teasing down through seven through three. We talked about that. It was like it this is by far the weekend that I've had the most teasers ever. There's just so many legs. So I was just spreading out all these different combinations in like every single one one. So that was nice. Like we talked about the Chargers, that 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 game was only going to come down to the last minute. I figured if there was going to be a tie, that that one would have just tied. If I could have bet Chargers Falcons to tie, I probably would have. Dude, Michael Badgley, every time I need him to hit a fucking field goal, he's nowhere to be found. And then obviously today hits a game winner when a Falcons win would have been good for my Panthers, but that's neither here nor there. Before we kind of move on to stock up, stock down and everything, I want to introduce a new brief segment we'll do every week. And that is, uh, what was the dumbest, what was your dumbest bet of, of the week? Whether how bad you lost it or just why are you even betting on something like this? It can be whatever you want. I'll, I'll lead off here because, um, I don't know why, but I bet on Packers-Lions. I bet that the first score of the game would happen within five and a half minutes of the start, which was looking good. Lions marched right down the field. We're hitting like 454, 455. Lions are first and goal at the one-yard line. I've got, you know, 35 seconds to spare. Run right out the middle, stuffed. That clock's ticking. I'm just <laughs> standing, looking at my TV, yelling at it. Snap the fucking ball. Of course, the Lions score on the next play at 536. Six fucking seconds after my bet. And the only person I had to look at after that was myself. In terms of what, <laughs> you have no idea, like, this is just dumb. You have no insight on this. Why, like, why are you betting it? That was my DJ moment of the week. It lost. 
But it, I, I'm glad it lost because betting like that should not be encouraged. Did you learn your lesson? No. May, slightly. The dumbest thing that I bet on, not that it was dumb. I thought, I mean, I thought they were good bets. I, I got deep into the U.S. Women's Open matchups this week. And I think, I don't know what goes on. Some of these girls, I mean, they're they're good players, but they are so wildly inconsistent. Like one will go shoot like four under the first day. So you're leading your matchup by like 12. And then the next day, it's like a 15-shot swing. And then you lose your girl that was winning by eight shots, missed a cut, so you lose. So that was probably, I don't even know. They haven't been graded yet because it got postponed to tomorrow. So I don't even know the damage yet. I just know that it's not going to be good. We've done that. I've, I've tailed you on those before. And yeah, I just, uh, I'm trying to get more to the space where I'm not betting on things that I'm not watching such as like Russian ping pong and shit like that. But let's uh, roll over to stock up stock down because somebody's stock is way fucking up right now. And it's not Gus Malzahn, but he played a role in this today. Auburn fired Gus Malzahn after eight years. He went six and four this year, but let's be honest. His, uh, you know, high powered offense, totally gone. Just really, I don't know. But they own $21 million. Brutal. But you know who got paid off that? Hugh Freeze. We might have, well, Vandy's going to be open. Auburn's going to be open. Tennessee might be open. Every job that opens up puts another 500 k in Hugh Freeze's back pocket. So Hugh Freeze might have made another million dollars today. Stock up, Hugh Freeze. Hey, you're doing great at Liberty, but we all know you're fucking gone after this season. So uh, congrats to you. Get paid. People forget, you know, like I don't, people make mistakes. We're not mad at you anymore, Hugh Freeze. For my stock up, the Bucks look to be back on track now. A pretty easy win against the Vikings. I mean, they have the Falcons, Lions, and the Falcons coming back up, going into the playoffs. They should be able to start clicking on all cylinders when it comes to those teams, especially defensively. So I like them to peak at the right time. I don't know if I, that might be more cliche, but it feels it feels right to say. Like they're going to be peaking as they go into playoffs. Well, Shane, another one of the rules we have in this house is you don't bet on or against the Falcons. I'm telling you, the Falcons are going to win one of those games. It won't make any sense. It'll probably be the game in Tampa. It, and it'll just be like, wow, this offense can be so good if like, Matt Ryan could just find Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley on a consistent basis. Again, it will defy logic. Theoretically, the Falcons should be two easy wins. They're not. That's just the team that they are. Uh, stock down. I'm good. I'm just going with college football, kind of like the playoff system in general here. Ohio State. Basically, the Big Ten set out rules before the season. You have to play this many games to qualify for the championship. Uh, Ohio State's gotten COVID fucked. Uh, Big Ten just decides to change the rules midseason. We're basically just seeing BYU, Coastal Carolina, Cincinnati, all these teams that you know went out of their way to schedule more games, try and play you know, 9, 10, 11 games. They're just getting fucked. Um, and the conferences... 
the Big Ten knows where their bread is buttered. They want to like Ohio State in there. It's more money for them, more exposure. So I get it from their perspective. But from a viewer perspective in terms of – and also in terms of just who's deserving of it, I think Cincinnati is a really good case. Uh, they played a good schedule. They went out there, tried to get as many games as they could, and they're going to wind up holding the bag. So I think college football, kind of an L for everybody here. We've seen that playoff that we're getting this year fucking five, six times already. So I was hoping for a little shakeup, but we're not going to get it. Yeah, I would love to see an eight-team playoff. The 16 is a little too much. There's just going to be meaningless games. Like, There's no point in watching... Clemson dunk on Darren Rovell and all the nerds in purple. Although that would be funny to see Rovell get all jacked up for a playoff game, but nobody needs to see that. But as far as eight teams go, I think we could get some nice eight mat eight seed matchups. Uh, I think the mock that I saw, we would get Clemson versus Florida in the quarterfinals. That'd be so sick. But instead, I mean, no yeah, high would enough it, in that game, right? Yeah, I mean. The four teams, the same four teams, probably would end up in the playoff or in the in the final four, but it would be nice to see. And there's no such thing as too much football. Also, eight feels inevitable. We're getting there. It's, I'm surprised it hasn't happened because, just like you said, like there's no such thing as too much football. And for the NCAA, there's no such thing as too much money. Uh, but let's stay on stock up, stock down. Silva, Halbert. You guys have been patiently waiting. Yeah, yeah. Let's fucking do it. So I've got uh, stock up. MLS season just wrapped up this past weekend. <laughs> Columbus won it all, and I knew I, I'm ta- I'm talking MLS again. Columbus Crew is going to the Concacaf Champions League uh, starting in a couple of weeks. I think it is. They haven't announced who they're playing first, but I'm uh, putting the entire bankroll on Columbus to win their first game. There's no way they lose. They beat the Seattle Sounders on Saturday, 3-0. Um, just absolutely dominated. I think they're going to beat whatever team comes their way. So the Columbus crew, huge stock up. My stock down is the Giants. They're frauds. Uh, they're going nowhere. They gave us a glimmer of hope for all of us uh, Giants fans. But as always with every other sports team in the past, probably decade out of New York, they are going to disappoint once again. So... I'm all out. This is my official canceling of the Giants. Wow, stock down and cancel all in one. I'll hop in here. Um, my stock down is pretty much – I should have just hopped in the shitty bet segment because I'm just stocking down myself. Um, I had an 18 parlay. It was plus 1,000. I think I would have won $500 on it. Every team hit except uh, except one team. One team didn't hit, and uh, they lost pretty bad, and that's that's unfortunate. Was that team the buff stuff? Yeah, it was. Uh, it was CU basketball after giving them uh, a pretty hefty reach around last episode. Um, they did not look good. Um, and to top that off, I also lost seven different Chinese basketball uh, first quarter bets. So I think this week I'm down two hundred. Actually, yeah. I, I mean, it's honestly kind of impressive to miss seven in a row. Uh, the Beijing Royal Fighters really just stuck it to me. The the Guangzhou. Yeah, let me pull up their name. It really man, doesn't the, matter. The Guangzongs, <laughs> man. You just got to be yeah. careful stepping in front of that train. The uh, the Guangzhou long lines, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm a Sichuan Blue Whales guy through and through to the death. Yeah, um, you, I don't know why I'm stepping away. they you that. out. Yeah, I mean, I've hit 
because Chinese basketball is unbelievable. I think I thought I had it down. It's like a team will go down two points, and it's the like the fourth quarter with ten minutes left, and somehow the line will sling plus nine hundred to the team that's down two. I'm a Shanghai Sharks guy myself. Does Jimmer still play for them? The Mormon Megalodon. Yeah, Jimmer. I don't think he still plays for them. I think he's moved on to Greek basketball, so that might be the play moving forward. Oh, yeah, my stock down is the Shanghai Sharks then. Wait, guys, live update, live update. Boom, boom, boom. Uh, The Buffalo Bills just won by 11 points, 26-15, under 49. Bills minus two and a half. Easy, easy. Bills move to 10 and three. We love our future on the Bills. Bang, 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 bang. Let's go, Bills. All right, all together. Uh, Nobody circles the wagons. Like the like Buffalo, the Buffalo Bills. Bills. Halbert, stock down. Or is you're just entire life? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm just down. I'm just happy. I, I have nothing. I have nothing. We're selling Halbert. Get him yeah, out of okay. here. I haven't hit one bet since I've been on this podcast, so. Get him out of here. Yeah, just, uh, just mute me. All right, let's go to you're canceled. So I kind of almost interrupted Brian there when he started talking about the Giants. Joe Judge clearly... Danny Dimes wasn't healthy today. He was limping all over the place, and he was still giving it his all. I think he even hurt himself more at one point. So that's not good. As your franchise quarterback, maybe, possibly. You can't have him out there injuring himself more when, at that point in time, Colt McCoy is probably just as serviceable as like a 50% Daniel Jones. The other one, Dan Mullen, all he does is whine. All he's ever done is whined. Yesterday, obviously, he lost one of the more bizarre college football games you'll ever see. And then last night, super salty. He just goes on talking about, I guess the best thing to do would have been to play less games because you seem to get rewarded for not playing this year, is what he said after the game. And why, yes, that is kind of correct, like Ohio State's, you know, but they also wouldn't lose as over three touchdown favorites at home to a team like LSU, who's just have shown no signs of life hardly all year. Uh, I mean, I can't ever picture Ohio State losing that game. And, I mean, he's just – he's canceled because he's just whining, and he all, he's always whined. He's always kind of rubbed me the wrong way. I've got to cancel somebody because not only did he fuck his team, he had – he fucked people all over the nation who took Kyle Trask Heisman features. Marco Wilson, I'm looking at you. And <laughs> I've never heard a call like that. There's only one other call that rivals it, and that was personal foul. He was given in the business. But Marco Wilson, unsportsmanlike conduct, throwing a shoe 20 yards downfield. You blew it. You had LSU dead to rights. We were looking at fourth down. They were punting. Tie game. Ford against the ball. Chance to win. LSU first down. Cade York, 57-yarder. You guys know the rest. Uh, LSU wins by three. Marco Wilson, I, I feel bad for you because obviously you would do anything to go back at that moment and change it. But at the same time, I don't feel bad for you because I would never do that. So, Yeah, Chris, to add on to that, the – the guy who threw the shoe at George W. Bush, he just inexplicably retweeted the video of that guy throwing Marco Wilson throwing the shoe. It was just another hilarious addition. Oh, just an absolutely ridiculous. Guy. Yeah. Great form, by the way, by that guy. If you ever watch the video again. 
Yeah, when Patrick Mahomes throws like that, everybody likes it. But when Marco does it, everyone gets pissed. <laughs> Dude, I think it's more impressive. George Bush fucking dodges both of them. Whoop, whoop. Yeah, you forget there was more than one. Yeah, it's one, then two. And his face is just like, oh. But uh, yeah, Marco Wilson, I'm sorry you're canceled. I didn't want to have to do that because I just know it's br- it's got to be brutal on the kid. But um, yeah. Silva, are you canceling anybody this week? I said it earlier. I'll say it again. Giants are canceled. But on top of that, I'm going to cancel New York sports in its entirety for the 21, <laughs> 2021 season. Uh, DJ LeMahieu and the Yankees are far apart in coming to terms with somewhat with a deal, even though he's probably the best player on the team at the moment. Rangers, Lundquist is out, obviously, with a retirement from this past season, and the Giants just will continue to suck. So New York sports, 2021 season, canceled. Hey, at least they have the Mets and the Jets, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mets are looking good this year. (laughs) Guys, remember, voicemail number 702-970-8059. All right, folks, that's episode 11 of Never Hedge. Again, another winning weekend for the boys. Let's uh, hit big on Monday night. Again, new episode coming Thursday morning for you. We've got all your Thursday night plays, first touchdowns, what we're doing for the game, what we've got for the weekend, all that and more. We'll see you next week. We all know Rome wasn't built in one day. Rome wasn't built in one day. Rome, 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 Rome wasn't built in one day. At the end of the day, you got to go out there and you got to play.